look at the other Kansas City teams in sports, here's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. What's up, Kansas City? Welcome back. Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero on Thursday nights. Obviously, you know that. You're tuning in. Thanks for hanging with us. And we have Julio back with us. No, he's with us for the Hello. first time. He's okay. not back with us. <laughs> it's the first time he's been on the show. And we're happy he's here. And Jillian, uh, if you are on my uh, Instagram, <laughs> at Sarah Gravity, you'll, you will see that uh, Jillian right now, she came from, was it the Chiefs Fashion Show? Listen, it's a very and important event. And she's wearing a disco ball jacket. It is called she the Chiefs ridiculous. Style Lounge, and it is not ridiculous. Were you, part of, the, were you part of the show? I'm always part of the show. Wearing that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that is was part of the show? It is a very important event in which uh, we celebrate fashion and football and uh, Kansas City. And it was a great time, and I didn't want to miss it. So I hustled here, and no, I did not change yet, Uno Cero. I yeah, no, we, we know. We know. You didn't silence <laughs> your phone. You didn't change out of the, the heels you were wearing. It's snowing outside, and you ran up here in heels. Yep, your girl made it. I'm here. Very dedicated to the cause. <laughs> Very dedicated. It was a great night, Chiefs. Thank you so much for having us out. Chiefs cheer. Uh, alumni ambassador players were there. Anthony Davis crushed it on the runway. Uh, Sean Barber, I did not get to see walk, but he was going to walk. Oh, did he? He's probably walking as we speak right now. Oh, I'm going to make fun of him about that. Ask uh, him about it. Yeah, I'm going to. I think he's not going to be here for this Sunday's Chiefs coverage because okay. it's a home game. Mm-hmm. But the week after when they're in Mexico City, he's going to be in here. And I'm going to make fun of him about that. So. Ask him. He does it every year. I'm going to tell. I want to see his model walk as he comes into the <laughs> studio. Uh, Keith, that Cash, Keith Cash was up there, too. Anthony Davis, Keith Cash. Uh, John McGraw was walking. They were great. It was great. It's a good time. Um, but uh, all, all in all, a good week in, in Kansas City. Um, obviously, the Chiefs remain undefeated. Not undefeated. Um, they're eight. Sorry. Nine. The weekend in Kansas City. The weekend was we were undefeated as a, as a whole, as a city. <laughs> way to pivot. Way, way, to, way to good around that one. Yeah. Sporting Kansas City did not lose on Sunday. They got they a draw lose. with Rayall Salt Lake in okay. Salt Lake City. So, Sandy, Utah. But they got the, a- the goal, the away goal, which is very nice when it comes mm-hmm. down to, you know, the aggregate scoring system, which I hate. But that's great. Um, and then the Mavericks remained undefeated at home. So pretty good weekend in Kansas City. Yeah, I would say. I would say that we are sitting pretty right now. And on top of that, uh, we're also looking at some, uh, you know, interesting slate coming on this Sunday. We've got, uh, not only do we have Chiefs happening, they'll be playing the Arizona Cardinals at Arrowhead Stadium at noon, but then you also have Sporting Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 2 p.m. Hometown soccer team, 2 p.m., Children's Mercy Park. You're going to hear Ayako Parra, who uh, Jillian talked to, and, uh, you know, he's going to give his thoughts about the season and uh, what he thinks has helped their season out, what he thinks it's going to take for them to beat Ray All Salt Lake on Sunday and advance further into the MLS Cup playoffs. So you'll be able to hear that as well. Right, and we'll just break down a little bit of the next steps in the playoffs, sticking on the topic of soccer. Today was a huge day for the U.S. women's national team, um, defeating Portugal uh, 1-0 in Portugal, but that wasn't the big deal. The big deal is the fact that they are undefeated on the calendar year, so their record is 17-0-2 for 2018. But more importantly, something that I feel so close to, which I know I have nothing to do with, but I've been following them since I can remember, they have reached their 500th win. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. 500 wins. 
And the women's national team did a great job on social media just putting together really cool snippets from back in the... I think their first win was in 86. Uh, and so from 86 to 2018, 500 wins. Wow. Obviously some big ones, World Cups, gold medals, mm-hmm. yeah, things of that nature. Them, uh, we've seen them beat down some teams to win some titles. We've seen uh, what was my first experience watching uh, the U.S. Women's uh, World Cup was watching them play China. In the final, and I think it was 2000. Okay. And uh, we saw them go out there and get that win in the final, winning the Women's World Cup. And Brandy Chastain took off her jersey and they did that great celebration out there in the middle of the field after mm-hmm. the PKs. That was really fun. That was really awesome. And that is the group. So 99. They're called the 99. Yeah, 99. Right. But they're, they're the ones who really paved the way. Um, and they are, it's really cool now to see them. Like Julie Foudy, for example, is now in broadcast. She called mm-hmm. the game today. Yeah, she's um, on ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She does a lot. And, um, Brandi Chastain, you brought up, uh, head coach of Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. So just really cool to see those women who started the success, and now they're giving back in different ways and still a part of the game. So 500 wins today, certainly not going to slow down at all. Big road to France, um, June 2019 um, coming up. So that's really exciting. In more soccer news, uh, back to the city, Kansas City Comets are back in action. So they started training this, this past week was their first week. Um, they will be back in action at home, not until December 15th um, against Milwaukee Wave, but they go to Milwaukee for their first two matches. So December 1st, um, their first two, beginning of the December, are in Milwaukee, but you can catch them here December 15th. Um, it's really exciting stuff at Silver Sign Eye Center. They will have a blue turf. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. So they will be playing on a blue turf. I honestly don't know how I would handle that as a player. Like, I don't know if that would be distracting. I know, I know Boise State plays on a blue field. And I remember for a little while, uh, like, their football team was not allowed to wear blue uniforms. Okay. Because, like, the, the, uh, I guess the NCAA thought it was an unfair advantage. <laughs> and so for a little while, they could not wear the blue uniforms uh, when they were playing at home. Unless it was, like, blue tops, orange pants or whatnot. And then uh, eventually, I think it was a couple years ago or so, they changed the rule. So now you can see the Boise State Broncos wear all blue with their blue field out there. That's really interesting. I, I'm actually surprised you don't see more teams go out there and like try to spice it up and have like a different colored field. I actually think it would be pretty fun. I just so don't really know cool. from a player's set, like, standpoint. Like, I don't know if that would mess with me or not. Like, I'm sure that they get to train on it more so, obviously, yeah. than their opponents. But, um, but they will, to your point, they will be wearing all blue kits. At home, on the blue turf, all their all white kits are going to be there away. So yeah, that's, that's actually weird. really weird. That's, weird. that's actually really weird to wear full colored uniforms like that and then wear white uniforms on the road because you use just the inverse. That's actually really weird. But that again, that's trying to get an advantage somehow. You can doing some new and things. It's probably not going to hide the ball very well, but you know <laughs> you can hide you can hide your defenders and whatnot depending on you know how much blue they're wearing you know outside of their regular uniform. So I actually think, I actually think that's a pretty cool deal there, and it's going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch for anybody that goes to the games. Mm-hmm. So aesthetically, I think it's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. And I mean they've got a tremendous following uh the comets fans are absolutely wonderful and they've got some big names coming back to the team john sosa being one of them who we are going to speak with in a couple of weeks um so there's a lot of excitement surrounding the season so that's good for them um other things obviously uh sticking on soccer the usl cup final is happening as we speak i believe it started at eight maybe seven central um usl final so it is in louisville it is louisville city fc and phoenix rising swope park obviously our team in yeah. kansas city didn't quite make it but 
There are two guys that came from Sporting Kansas City playing for Phoenix Rising right now, Saad Abdul Salam um, and James Musa both playing so oh, that's cool Saad is out there playing mm-hmm. yeah because he was he's he's been he was one of the players that would get some key time off the bench for sporting right. the last few years and then uh they and then obviously he was not he wasn't on the team this year so yeah. made the move over he was traded mm-hmm. when shelton came here yeah yeah they, went yeah to they sent him to nycfc, to NYCFC yeah. and then obviously he's not there anymore so yeah. that's 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 cool to see him getting some play time out there having some success um, I know that we've kind of seen now here in the recent years that some of those teams from the USL have been moving up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you saw this with Orlando City SC, where they were they were down there in the USL for a little while. And then when the MLS was trying to expand, they're taking a lot of these teams that are in the USL and just promoting them up to the MLS. We also saw this. Uh, we're going to see this, I think, next year with FC Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're moving up from the USL. So that's really cool to see. Uh, obviously, some of these teams like Swole Park are just developmental teams for the Major League squad. But it is good to see because, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Phoenix moved up as well. Yeah. Because they don't have an MLS team. So right. that's actually really cool to see. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what some of the guys, some of the stars from there, you know, eventually move their way up. Sure. And it's, I mean, Swole Park Rangers in the past couple of years, I think they've been maybe two out of three finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they got a lot of talent there. Conference finals. Yeah. So it's it's tremendous to see that whole development program progressing and more cities coming in like you said and 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 having teams so um lots of soccer love that love some soccer time on the air there um we have plenty of it here uh (laughs) as far as long as uh as long as uh, sporting kansas city stays alive and keeps their pursuit for the mls cup their their what would be their third mls cup of their franchise history as long as their pursuit stays going then we're obviously going to be uh front and center in that conversation they actually hooked us up Brought in some nice little swag. Got these little, uh, got these scarves here. Jillian, yeah, out here working her magic. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Sporting Kansas City PR Communications, um, Patrick. Thank you so much for these amazing scarves we have on. Uh, they say claim the cup, which is really cool. We'll post them. Look for them. Um, obviously, you can get them out at Children's Mercy Park, but they're really cool. Nate Sadoff is the designer of these scarves, and the guy is so talented. Yeah, these are very nice. And they're all really unique and really great. So go grab one today. Again, thank you, Sporting Kansas City, for that. Um, can't, can't forget that we will hear from Bink. So we will hear... Jay you, Binkley you, talking about the... Uh, he's gonna, uh, I had a talk with him. We're going to talk about um, the big Lee, uh, Lee Summit North Rockers game. You're going to hear that tomorrow. 1660 to score. You're going to hear it on the Radio.com app exclusively when it's happening. And then you can listen to a replay of it after most state plays. We're going to talk about the other big... Uh, high school fo- football matchups that are going to be going on this weekend. There's a lot. I mean, this, these, these playoffs are really good on the Missouri side and the Kansas side. Your team, St. Thomas Aquinas. Well, you, oh, you, Saints. You were a little skeptical about them. I was we unsure. We talking about that team earlier was, before we started the show, but they are, they are really good this year. They got a lot of talent. Me and Bing talk about that. I'm happy to hear it. It used to be a soccer school. Well, it will always be a soccer school. They'll always school. be a soccer school, but they're However. also really – they've been kind of off and on with football. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in high school, they were good at football, and then it kind of had a little downturn, but mm-hmm. they're, they're back up now. That's we, good to hear. Which me and Bing knew they were going to be back up uh, a couple years ago because they were starting to – they they they've got talent there. They were starting to build themselves back up. So we we predicted this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, before we go to break here, uh, don't forget the Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line. And I have to read what's here because I'm just 
you know, I just have to read it. It says, Chris, I want a jacket like Jillian's for Christmas. Why? And it says it's from Mom. Oh, man. Oh. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh. No, get out of here. I'm going to block her number. I don't know if it's mom or not. But no, it, it, is, it is my mom. She texts in there. on a lot of my shows. I'm blocking your number, mom. I love it, too. Thank you. And then before we go, um, if you haven't yet seen what 610 is doing um, in in efforts to help out this Thanksgiving, um, please check out the website. So we're helping out families by donating to Della Lamb, which is an amazing community service um, organization down in the city. When I first started student teaching, I actually taught at the Della Lamb Charter School, and they do amazing things for people who are in need. So please visit um, 610sportsradio.com and learn how you can help out by providing some meals um, over the holidays. It's definitely needed. But don't go anywhere when we come back. You hang out with Bink, correct? Yeah, I talked. I had a conversation earlier with Jay Binkley. We talked about the big slate of high school football games that are coming up tomorrow, coming up this weekend. So if you're a big high school football junkie, you can't miss it. Bink's the best guy to talk to in this city about high school football. He's just a good guy to talk to in general. Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. But definitely, you want to get into some football, you want to know about these big high school matchups, he's the guy to talk to. And I talked to him earlier today. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll hear that when we come back. And we are about to hear some high school football talk, Friday Night Lights, brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What? What are you doing, Jim? That disco ball jacket over there starting to get to your head now. First, you said the Chiefs were undefeated at the beginning of the last segment. Now, you're uh, you're trying to bring up sponsors that we do not have? No, I was trying to pump your segment. I was trying to be nice and... Share some of my sparkle. I don't need your sparkle. <laughs> you can keep your sparkle at that end of the desk over there. You want the sparkle. Uh, not a hater. I'm not I a hater. Not just, it's a terrible jacket. I don't care what my mom says. It's a terrible jacket. It's not a terrible jacket. It's is just it, Would you wear that jacket? It's made for a woman. I, no, you not. Yeah, so you just but said no. it doesn't no. mean it's exactly. a terrible jacket. Thank you. Thank you. If, if it was a good jacket. I like it, Jillian. I like it. If it was a good jacket. Thank you, Julio. See, I like gonna, it, too. He's going to take your side. Oh, just text he's line is coming in hot. Thank you. Come on, dude. That jacket rocks. Don't no, block me. I doesn't. know people. I'm blo- I'm, yeah, I'm blocking people. I'm, I'm going to just go. I'm probably the most notorious blocker here at 610. And uh, I think I'm going to have to get back on my spree. It does have a quick trigger finger. The Kembe Mutombo over here. <laughs> Well, earlier uh, I talked to uh, our football expert here at uh, your football station, 610 Sports Radio, uh, Jay Binkley. You can hear him 6 to 9 on uh, Bink at night during weeknights and 10 to noon when, on Sundays when the Chiefs don't play at noon uh, with Bink Sunday. And I had a great conversation. We previewed a lot of the big matchups for uh, high school football. And here is your chance to listen to it now. Joining me now. From Bink at night, uh, you also what is it? Bink on Sun, Bink on Sunday, Bink Sunday, Bink Bink Sunday. Hey, it's a noon game. Noon game is the <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, this is a noon game. Yes, but yeah, you can hear him nights six to nine most nights. Sundays, whenever the Chiefs don't play at noon. Uh, Jay Binkley, we are uh, getting a it right into the things here. Right into the, right in right into the best slate of high school football games. Yeah. Because Missouri, everybody makes the playoffs, right? Yes. So you start weeding through it. Some teams had buys, and now you get the great matchups we've been wanting to see all along. Yes, yes. So uh, let's get started on, on the Missouri side. I know we got a big matchup. This matchup is going to be on 1660 to score tomorrow night. You'll be able to hear it on the uh, Radio.com app 
for on sixteen sixty to score. Uh, you also be able to hear it on tape delay after after the most state game. This is Lee Summit North. This is Rockhurst. The Rock. Give us a preview of this game, Bink. Well, the one thing about it is Rockhurst will be a third straight week playing a Lee Summit school. It was Lee Summit. It was Lee Summit West last week. I called that game. I know Mark Miller was out there for sixteen sixty. Great game. And Rockhurst is one of these teams just comes to show up. They're tough to beat because they're so physical. And that's what they, Lisa West had three receivers over 600 yards. They had a quarterback that had thrown 48 touchdowns and seven picks in the last two years. Rockhurst had shut down corners. They completely shut that game down. Rockhurst, very tough. The bad news is for the Kansas City schools that usually dominated the state of Missouri, CBC. Yes. yes. Christian Brothers College. And they've been crushing everybody this year. So we'll have to see. But yes, Rockhurst has a chance to move on against, uh, Lee Summit North. Lee Summit North's kind of an upstart. They're actually the number one seed oh, really? in that bracket. Jamar Mosey, the coach wow. out there, used to play yeah. at Blue Springs. But uh, Lee Summit North is kind of the upstart team. I, I think if people are looking for a good game, I think <laughs> I'm going to tell you some good matchups in the city. <laughs> you can't go wrong anywhere you pick, but seeing Rockhurst and Lee Summit North, a very physical game, and it should be fun. And then we also have, uh, I think there's another matchup here at Blue Springs, Columbia Rockbridge. And Rockbridge is one of these teams. They're that, really good. Well, it beat Rockhurst, mm-hmm. but they lost 28-7 to Elisa Mo West. Elisa Mo West team, the Rockhurst, hammered yes. last week. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, always uh, for the future of Rock and Blue Springs, is always something to look forward to. And then what, what about the Kansas side? I know we got Shawnee Missionese playing. I know we've got uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, well, one more in Missouri. Oh, we got one more in oh, Missouri. Missouri. Okay. This is, this is, I think this might be the best game in the Oh, league. really? Yes. Smithville and Platte County. Oh, really? Platte wow. County is up in Platte City. Yes. Uh, great stadium. I think well, one time USA Today or some publication said the top 20 high school stadiums in America, they had them. That's BS. They have the old, they're orange and black. They're the Pirates. They're yeah. school colors. Yeah. They have the old Royals orange seats. Oh, really? So that's, yeah, it's kind of fun. But uh, this is a team that lost in the semifinals last year, 21-18 to Webb City. You know how Webb City's got more mm-hmm. state titles really than great. anybody there. Platte County's taking these steps. Now, they're 10-1. and one. They've lost one game this year to Kearney. Smithville, 10-1. and one. Their one loss by one point to Platte County. They beat them 28-27, so they'll rematch here in the playoffs. Looking forward to that. North Kansas City and Staley, by the way, in Class 5. That'll be a fun game there. The leading rusher in the city, C.J. Price at North Kansas City, averages over 306 yards per game on the ground. But wow. uh, that's the Missouri side. Now, as far as Kansas, it was actually some pretty good matchups. So Gardner-Edgerton. Remember, they, they were yes. the home of Bubba Starling. Bubba Starling, yeah. But they took, they took a fall last year. You know, Marvin Diener's gone as head coach. Um, they're 10-0 and 0 this year. They've been a surprise. They played Blue Valley North. It's kind of rebounded. Rough start for Blue Valley North, but they are the defending Class 6A champions with the best quarterback in the city, Graham Mertz, who's got scholarship offers all over the country, like Bama, Oregon, Ohio State. He's committed to Wisconsin, right? He committed to Wisconsin. So the Wisconsin Badger. <laughs> not going local. Not getting local. Graham Mertz, but Blue Valley North seven and three. They face off uh, tomorrow. Shiny Mission East, Olathe North. Both of those eight and two. That's on the Kansas six A side. I, I think the game of the night is in Class five A. Yes, it's uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. That's Coach uh, Julian Dryling built that dynasty in Hutch. He's been taking the steps, making it to the title game last year, playing Mill Valley. Now Mill Valley, they they beat him earlier this year. St. Thomas Aquinas beat him twenty four to thirteen last year. These two teams met in the semifinals. Now, Mill Valley's got this, they'll have a couple losses, but then they'll win titles. 2015 and 16 state champions in Randy Dryling at State Thomas Aquinas trying to take that step. He's got a sophomore running back named Tank Young. Averages over it. <laughs> We're talking about that guy last week. So he's behind C.J. Price in Northtown <laughs> mm-hmm. as the leading rusher in the city. I mean, this guy's got 1,600 yards rushing 
uh, this year. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Graham Mertz, Blue Valley North, yes. he leads the city in passing. So oh, wow. A lot of uh, leaders in these games. Uh, Bishop Miege is playing Lewisburg. Yes. Bishop Miege, their only losses. <laughs> Aquinas beat them. Mm-hmm. They're Class 4A. Yes. And the other loss they had? Rockhurst by one point. Wow. Now, this is the Kansas 4A school. Yeah. They've won four straight state titles, and they've got to face, and they lost by Rockhurst, who's in Class 6A, playing this weekend. That's one of their losses. So Bishop Miege... Uh, look at the steamroll as far as that's concerned in Class 4. This would be their fifth straight state title if they're able to roll through. And who's going to stop them? The only people that have stopped them are a Class 5 team and a Class 6 team. That's scary. Man, we, we covered we covered uh, a lot of these teams when we did uh, 6 10 high school sports Saturday. So that, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the matchup there, especially Miage, because Miage has, has been steamrolling teams for years. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing that, that Lee Summit North Rockhurst game. You can hear that. I believe it is a seven. Is a seven o five. Seven o'clock start on sixteen sixty to score only on the radio.com app when it's going on. You can also hear it on tape delay over the air on sixteen sixty to score after the most day game. So make sure you tune in. Mark Miller, Ross Casho. Uh, thank you, Bink, for joining us on the on the show today. We got a lot of great matchups. We're obviously going to talk about more of these as the playoffs go along. Thanks, Bink. All right, man. Thank you. Yep, that was my talk with Jay Binkley from Bink at Night. You're going to hear him 6 to 9 most nights of the week. Um, and on Sundays, whenever the Chiefs don't play at noon, mm-hmm. from 10 to noon. Uh, again, make sure you check out that, uh, that big matchup tomorrow night. 1660 The Score on the Radio.com app. That game will be streaming live on there. Lisa Man North, The Rock, Rockhurst, Mark Miller, Ross Casho on the call. And then if you did not get to hear it live on the Radio.com app, you can also hear it over the air as soon as most day gets the most day game gets done uh, tomorrow night. That's that. Thank you, Bank. We always love hearing from you. All right. When we come back, we will get into Sporting Kansas City, and we'll hear from our guy Ike Opara. Don't go anywhere. MLS playoffs, starting with Sporting Kansas City, obviously. Um, we've had some great guys on the show so far. Daniel Shallowy, Johnny Russell, and I am thrilled to have on another favorite, um, Ike Opara, 2017 MLS Defender of the Year. All-around great guy. Um, he is multifaceted. He's not just an athlete, which he talks a little bit about in this quick interview that we did the other day at training, but great guy. Um, so let's get right to it. Let's hear from Ike. Okay, so joined by defender, former defender of the year last year, Ike Opara. Ike, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Um, so just, first of all, haven't seen you in a while. Congratulations on the engagement. That's big, exciting <laughs> yeah, news. Yeah, it's exciting for my life. You know, uh, you know, obviously soccer's been great, but the next, you know, however many years of my life, hopefully 70, get to spend it with, you know, someone that I truly love and vice versa. And uh, I'm excited for our future together. So it's been, it's been a good time, a good year for us. Good. Well, congratulations. Doing other things off the field. Start a little podcast. How's that going? Are you enjoying that? Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a learning experience. Um, you know, it's, it's. We, we we don't edit anything out, and so you know, and we, honestly, we, we we brainstorm the subject or the topic we're going to talk about. Um, but then when we get there, you know, it just it's free flowing, and you know, it's 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 kind of 
uh, tough at times to you know answer questions that Sam has without you know any preparation. But I think that's where uh, you know being so candid is is I think good for the podcast. But it's been an experience and, and trying to learn and see what I can be better at with it. You know, um, you know it's just something that uh, when Sam brought the idea with uh, up with me, I was I was all in because uh, I've always looked at myself as way more than an athlete. I mean that that came second, third, fourth in my life, and so uh, I just wanted to give people you know fans and uh, you know even listeners you know a little bit insight you know about myself or you know whether it be an athlete or a black American male American uh, and so I just you know all, all sorts of topics were are on the table and so that's uh, what was you know I was excited. Cool. No, I think uh, as a broadcaster myself, I definitely see you having the personality, the knowledge, and presence to continue your career after you know after your career off the field, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, let's get into the game. So obviously, Sporting um, known for their organization's strong defense killed it last year had some struggles at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year can you put your finger on one thing that was a problem and then obviously you fixed it because you finished third in the season as far as goals conceded so yeah. what was the problem how'd you fix it it's it's funny because i think you know we we look at you know early in the year and we look at maybe that one month in the summer as well that uh we kind of just lost our way a bit um you know i think we were just making wrong wrong decisions in crucial parts of the game we were winning individual battles uh and then we were letting some easy goals in just you know i myself was i was included in a couple of those just you know it felt like uh you know battles you win 99 percent of the time we were losing uh that one percent and uh everything just kind of was culminating and, com- and, and compiling against us and you know i think we just it took extra focus uh from the group and from from individuals uh to to correct all the the issues that we had and i remember probably sometime in august we were uh we were discussing as a, as a unit we wanted to finish you know top three in, in goals against um and at that time we were, we were a little bit behind that that pace and we wanted to lead the league the lead in shutouts uh we got second um but I think we, you know, after the, the, the tough times that we had to, to finish with that goals against record in second uh, and shutouts is impressive. And I, I think I'm, I'm really proud of the guys, uh, you know, for what they showed. And, and, and uh, moving forward, it's going to be big as uh, we finish out the rest of this year. Obviously, moving forward now, uh, playoff push. You guys were in the driver's seat, got the away game, got the away goal, which is going to be huge. Um, obviously, RSL coming this Sunday. Rusnek is going to be out. Big threat there, absent, which is nice. But they also have Krylek. They have Plateau. Uh, who are you most concerned for? You know, honestly, they... The, Rusnak is a big part of the team, but he wasn't. Uh, he didn't play the last time they came to our house about a, a little over a month ago. He came off the bench, and they, you know, they, they performed pretty well. The guys that were, were in that lineup, and so I'm not really sure uh, what they're going to look like uh, coming out. But it's really the focus is on us and who, uh, you know, our game and what we need to do to to get a result. And uh, I think that the the danger men for RSL uh, is kind of the unpredictable. Uh, you know, finishing that they've had the last month or so. I mean, they've scored some some really good goals, and that's hard to prepare for when you know you get goals coming out of left field like that. And so, uh, we just have to limit opportunities, limit the spaces they get when they're in our final third. And I think we'll be able to uh, at least decrease their chances at at, the, at those attempts. All right, and obviously focusing on sporting is always the game plan. So within your roster, some really great weapons have been added. Um, does that relieve some stress for the defensive line, or is it just more kind of excitement for them? It's definitely more excitement. The stress is always there. The pressure is always there to, to succeed and excel. And as, as, as good as we are in attack, sometimes we we can at times leave ourselves a little exposed. And, and as defenders, we have to make sure that we're, we're up to the task of covering the space and winning our duels and, and delaying the game or whatever that the game calls for. Uh, but as a whole, it's very exciting to have guys who are able to, to attack like this and, uh, you know, 
keep us in games, whether the defense uh, isn't performing or, you know, and then when I say defense, I mean all 11, not just, you know, the back five, six, but, uh, or, you know, whether just change a game uh, on its own. If the game's calling for a goal, um, we have the attackers and the ability to do it. All right, and the game being played very closely to the Chiefs game. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that SKC Nation will show up. What do you think? Oh, definitely. They always show up, and we are a lot of our support to the fans and, and what they've done, and uh, I think we wouldn't be with, here without them without, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think good thing we have a little bit different niche uh, of uh, followers, but uh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's frustrating that, you know, if you're kind of a neutral fan, you have to choose between which game you want to watch, but uh, I, I have no doubt that the support will be there. It's, I mean, it's sold out every, every since the the new stadium's open and it's a playoff game so I expect them to be loud and ready to rock with us awesome okay Ico Parra the engaged man the new podcaster how can people listen to your podcast so you can go online or you can go on Twitter usually Sam uh, retwe- or tweets it and I retweet it or you can go to the star website online and uh, and, and go from there but yeah it's fun and, uh, I have so many thoughts about subjects too it's so hard to get all the thoughts out or uh, even articulate all the thoughts that I'm thinking because my mind's going at 100 miles an hour so uh, but yeah so it's that's how you can find us all right we'll be listening thanks and good luck no problem thank you Ike Opara what a guy like we were talking about on the field his presence he said that was like like his athletic ability is like third or fourth like sports is third or what is he more talented at like seriously what is he more talented at the guy is passionate about I mean that is that takes a lot for him to be as good as he is and he's like that's like the third or fourth most talented thing he's you know as far as his actual abilities that's crazy good i think he's an amazing player he is i think that he's also just saying like hey there's more to him um than what he can do on the field yeah i I think think, and i think a lot of athletes are like that too especially with like social media now lebron james obviously you're seeing that you know he moved to la not to you know actually win basketball games but so he could show off his other talents outside of it like you know social aspect Mm -hmm. you know production of television series and whatnot so that's actually really interesting to see that and i, I remember when i heard about ike's uh podcast with mm-hmm. sam mcdowell i was like oh that's really cool mm-hmm. you know you don't really especially soccer guys you don't really hear about them jumping into media like that unless it's like world cup coverage and that's the thing i appreciate appreciate about ike because where we see um social issues political issues brought into the nfl on a weekly basis and you know what we've experienced with that you don't see it in MLS. I think no. that there is a large international presence yeah, in yeah. MLS, so I think that's probably why we see it less. But Aikopara is, I have a lot of respect for him because he has always stayed true to who he is. As he's mentioned it many times, he has more thoughts and more. Uh, there's more to him than, than being an athlete. So I appreciate the fact that he's willing to you know, yeah, get that I've, out. I've gotten that sense from him, uh, you know, just talking from him. I think it was a media day earlier this year. Uh, and, you know, I just based off of the conversations we had, you could tell, like, he's someone that, you know, outside of sports, he's got strong feelings. He's got, he's got good opinions. He's got his very well thought out. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I really like about him is that he definitely is one of these guys that he's much more than just a, a player on a field kicking a ball around. And For I sure. like that. The whole shut up and dribble kind yeah. of phenomenon i think uh it, he he would have a very long uh in-depth conversation with you if yeah. you wanted to with he, that. yeah and that's but definitely he, what i like about him but i appreciate and respect the fact that he uh he puts the game first and and he makes that choice so speaking of the game uh crushed it last year obviously the defense of sporting Kansas city last year was on point ever i mean so consistent had some struggles early he spoke through that um 
And then we talked a little bit about the offensive threats being added and how it's exciting for him as a player. It's exciting for the team. Um, you know, looking at this team from front to back, top to bottom, however you want to look at it, I mean, they just seem to have everything necessary to really do big things this year. Obviously, hosting the playoff match this weekend is going to be huge. First time in five years. So that's big. <laughs> that is. And, and the th- here's the thing I find really interesting about this team is like this team is you know trajectory wise for like the first half of the season was projecting the same way as last year's team which yeah. lost in the knockout stage of the playoffs and you know this year's team same trajectory and then they just corrected their problems mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they went from being a team that was clearly much worse defensively than they were a year ago and, you know, they looked better offensively, but they were still losing a lot of games or, you know, getting draws in games that you would think they would win. And all of a sudden, they, just, they were just dominant. And they were just, they're winning games. They're getting draws on the road and getting wins on the road in, in games that you were like, oh, maybe. I mean, it'd be nice if you get a win, but let's get no, a draw. They, they, they're winning games on the road. And that's really cool to see that this team, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, last year, they 40 goals. Uh, scored 30 goals, 30 goals allowed, plus 10 goal differential. Mm-hmm. This year, 65 goals scored, mm-hmm. 39 goals allowed. You get, that's elite on either, on either end, scoring and goals allowed. Elite in both categories. You know, that's not that far from what Toronto FC was last year. Toronto FC won the MLS Cup last year, you know, with 70 goals scored and 40, uh, I think it was 40 or 39 goals allowed. Like, one of the elite teams in soccer, and they were not that far off from being that team this year. Um, I remember talking to, to um, Ike Parra at Media Day, and he, we talked about that. I asked him about, uh, you know, what is it about this team that, you know, was, that was hurting them offensively because there was opportunities last year. And he was like, guys just weren't converting on those opportunities. They didn't have the mind. They didn't have that killer instinct. And you watch him this year, Gutierrez. Johnny Rockets, our guy, you know, Julio's favorite player in the world. Um, <laughs> Daniel Shallowy. Yeah, Daniel Shallowy as well. We talked to a couple weeks ago. Rubio as well. The list goes on. Yeah, they, they have so many guys on that team that now just they have a good feel for the game. And when they get those opportunities, they finish. They put the ball in the back of the net. And that's something that, that is drastically different this year. And that's the reason why they're the number one seed in the Western Conference. And they, put, they have put themselves in prime position to advance to the next stage of the playoffs and very well potentially uh, go for the third MLS Cup championship. Absolutely. And you said it. I mean, the writing's on the wall. They have everything. Now they just have to go do it. Yeah, and this is going to be the toughest part is actually going out and getting it done because a lot of expectations. We've talked to to Russell last week. We talked to Shallow Week uh, the week before, and we've asked them about the pressure of being number one. And, you know, they haven't looked like they've had a whole lot of pressure on them. Hmm. You know, the guy said they're not feeling it. And, uh, again, this is another one where you look at these guys and, you know, maybe they're not really feeling a whole lot of pressure. Well, I have to tell you, I did. They had a press conference this morning. The team hosted a press conference just in regards of the playoffs and everything Mm -hmm. happening. And it was really exciting to hear from Daniel Shallowy, Matt Beasler, and Peter Vermees separately. But all of them shared the same mentality of this past month has felt like the playoffs. It's almost felt like do or die every match. So they specifically talked about the LAFC game, um, and that result was huge, um, pushing them you know, into the driver's seat to then gain the home playoff game this Sunday. 
Um, but it's exciting. So it's so cool to hear them talk about it. You can, it's like the excitement is oozing out of them, but they had some really great things to say today. Um, kind of a consistent theme that we've kind of experienced talking to Daniel, to Russell, to Daniel Shallowy, Johnny Russell, to Igopara today is the confidence factor. Yeah. And it's like a mature confidence. And so I think that is absolutely coming from Peter Vermees, you know, buying into his system. Um, but they're ready. Um, had a chance to hear Beasler today just talk about some of the cool things. He said, when we were playing our best soccer, I would take us over absolutely anyone. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the captain has to be he's behind gonna say, the he's team gonna say and, that, yeah. and whatnot, but he truly, truly believes that. So it was cool to hear as um, the questions were being fired at the guys about RSL specifically, you know, every one of them kind of just deflected and just focused on sporting, focused on what they needed to do. Um, I do think the absence of Albert Rusnak is going to to be a factor. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you take him out of the match, you still have Krylek, you still have Plateau, like we spoke about with Ike. Um, but Ike hit it on the head, I think, as he said, that something that's so difficult about them is their unpredictability. So, you know, when that's happening, obviously, it's you got to lean on Tim Milia. And if you have to lean on someone, that's a guy you want to lean yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. So it looks like everything is great. That whole, um, obviously, some Kansas City fans, myself included, I'm sure you as well, are just a little torn with the scheduling conflict it's 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 a little rough i'm gonna have to do some multitasking it is um so obviously as we spoke about earlier chiefs at noon against the cardinals uh sporting at 2 p.m hosting the uh, hosting rsl but something (laughs) that matt beasler said today it was really really cool he said some people think it's a negative but we don't look at it like that we feed off each other's energy speaking about like chiefs or royals or sporting whoever's doing well at the time and playing at the time he said i think they would do the same and then earlier in the conversation, he's, he, just, he just has a way with his words. He said, just think about it. How many times can you say that in one city, an NFL team is sitting at 8-1 and one and are going to have a, a stadium full of 80,000 fans and then 20 miles down the road, their, their MLS team is hosting a playoff match and that stadium is going to be, what, 17,000, 20,000 yeah. full? It's like it's gonna be like twenty to twenty-two because they're probably gonna sell a bunch of standing room only tickets, so it's gonna get it to like twenty-two thousand. There's gonna be a lot of people there packed into that stadium. Uh, Children's Mercy Park is a great environment. I love going to games there. The Amazing. fans are raucous; they're crazy, and uh, obviously we know about the experience. Um, if you go to Arrowhead, uh, not as much alcohol in- induced. Uh, hysteria that you see at Arrowhead. Listen, there's different levels to Arrowhead, it's, okay? It's, yeah, Arrowhead <laughs> is a completely different level, but it is still crazy. The cauldron, the, the fan section there, they are wild. They are nuts. I got, fran- I got fan- friends who go there, and they will sit in that section, and it is crazy. It is organized. They are very loud. They're rambunctious. Um, there was a survey uh, earlier this year mm-hmm. by players in the MLS, mm-hmm. the toughest place to play in Major League Soccer. And Children's Mercy Park at the very top of that list. Absolutely. And that's why that game against LAFC was so important because you got home field throughout the Western Conference playoffs, and that puts you in prime position to be able to go out there and get yourself a win in the, in the second leg of this series. And that puts you in a, a great spot to advance beyond and then see if you can try to get that third MLS Cup championship. And let's talk about that right now. So, obviously, it was a draw. So, each team, you know, has their yeah, point. Yeah. However, Sporting getting the aggregate goal, excuse me, the, ro- the road goal, 
in aggregate points that will that will weigh he- more heavily. Uh, so Daniel made a good point today, and he said, you know, if they score one goal, the tables are even. You yeah. know, everything is even. So their game plan is to just that, stay to their game plan. Start strong, start fast, score as many goals as possible. Um, last match against RSL, they lacked in possession, which was uh, not normal for them. Yeah, yeah, it's different for them. So this will have to come out, start strong, you know, blazing guns right away. Yeah, um, I don't want them to go out there and feel pressure. Like we talked about this. I don't want them to feel like the weight of the world's on them. I want them to just go out there and have fun. That's the one thing I've noticed about them this year is they look like they're having a lot of fun. Nobody's afraid of, for their job. The guys aren't looking over their shoulder. Everybody's out there just going out and doing their jobs, and they are having a ton of fun out there. And it's that confidence we were talking yes, about. Yes. And it's a mature level of confidence. They know what they're doing. They execute, and mm-hmm. who doesn't have fun when they're doing their job? And exactly. it's to score goals. And so I think that's the reason. That's one of the things that's going to help this team out a whole lot during this playoff run is the fact that these guys are not particularly worried about failing. Which is is awesome. So let's talk about if they don't fail. Let's talk about moving forward. Uh, tonight, actually, uh, it's tonight. Yes, it's it's a probably started about ten minutes ago, twenty minutes ago. Seattle and Portland will play, um, and so winner this weekend, Sporting Kansas City RSL will advance to play the winner of Seattle Portland. Um, yeah, it's at uh, nine thirty tonight. Uh, yeah. West Coast game, Seattle, Sounders FC, Portland Timbers. That is in Seattle at Century League Field. So leg two has started for them this evening. And the Western Conference final will be winner of Sporting RSL. And Portland, Seattle. Yes. And then on the other side of the table, we have Atlanta and NYCFC. And we have Red Bull, New York Red Bull, and Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew is just a—it's just that team that you kind of have to be pulling for right now. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> I mean, it sucks that the whole situation with them losing their team, possibly. Uh, but I don't like them. They're Jossie's artist came back. They got the comeback uniforms. player of the year. They have ugly <laughs> uniforms. They have a dumb name. I don't like them. Like, there's not a team that's left right now that is not fun to watch. So. You know, we're excited. Playoffs this weekend. Keep it locked here. We'll keep talking through that and Mavericks when we come back. All right, back in. Now we are turning the tables, talking Kansas City Mavericks. Uh, I've recently joined the team. I am their rinkside reporter. Catch us on KSMO TV. Do you wear games. the disco ball jacket when you're? Oh, I haven't yet. You should do it. However, do it this weekend. <laughs> Do it this weekend. They, this weekend uh, they're out. They are. They are no, gone. No, they're they're out. Yeah, they're uh, they are in Allen, Allen Texas. Is that yes. Allen, Texas. Allen, well, Texas, yeah. back to back. And they, then they play come uh, home. Wichita on the thirteenth. Back in Kansas City. You should wear that disco ball jacket. Then. I mean, I don't like to repeat outfits, but it's we'll fine. They're not, they're not gonna know. <laughs> Roll that, roll that out there. You can knock out the disco ball jacket. You'll have all the attention. The lights will shine off and blind everybody. The other team, maybe? That would be good. Yeah, that would be like a strategic thing <laughs> you could do. And then the opposing team, they're going to they're gonna be blinded by that. And then they're just going to miss all the shots. That they He's just take. never going to let you live this down. Ever. I'm not. Just, That's a terrible I'm just going to get like all the colors and just wear a different one every show now. Oh, Sounds like and I will roast you every single <laughs> week. Of the show. <laughs> Until you start to like it. And then I'm you'll be gonna, like, oh, That's not going to grow on me. There's some things in life <laughs> that'll grow on Chris me. For Christmas. There'll be things in life that'll grow on me. That won't grow on me. Whatever, whatever. But anyway, back to the Mavericks. Having a great time with them so far. This is a big season. New ownership. The Hunt family now owns the Kansas City Mavericks and doing big things. It is this, the 10th season. So it's a season of the fan. They do some really cool things out there for the 
for the Orange Army is what the fans are called there, the Mavericks. Um, big week. I was actually just undefeated at home. So really great to hear from John Scott Dixon, the coach, former player, one of my favorite Canadians. He rivals Drake. I think they're my two favorite Canadians right now. But we are going to get a chance to hear from forward Jared Warmer, who scored two goals up to five on the season. Let's hear from him. Joined here by forward Jared Van Warmer. Jared, your fourth and fifth goal in just this game alone. Tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good game, a uh, good team effort. We, uh, we started off a little sluggish, but um, second, third period, we, we played really well. Uh, Mason McDonald, our goalie, uh, kept us in it when we weren't uh, really doing our jobs. So uh, he made life uh, a little easier, and uh, it was good to get the win. You're about not even 10 games in. How are you feeling? Is the team building their rhythm? Have they reached their potential yet? It's a long season. Yeah, it's definitely a long season. Uh, you got to just play one game at a time. Uh, I think we are finding a little bit of a rhythm, but, uh, you know, seasons are up, up and downs, so we just got to limit the downs and uh, keep riding this as long as we can. That was Jared Van Warmer from the Mavericks. Best of luck with them. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, uh, please visit 610sportsradio.com and find out how you can donate to Della Lamb this Thanksgiving season. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.